This Faith and Finance podcast is underwritten in part by Movement Mortgage. Movement provides residential home loans in all 50 states. Founded in 2008, amidst one of the biggest financial meltdowns in American history, Movement set forth on a mission to create a movement of change in their industry, in corporate cultures, and in communities. First, they pioneered a unique approach to home loans centered around helping home buyers quickly and easily. Then they created a model so that a portion of their profit creates a long-term positive impact in communities both close to home and around the globe through the Movement Foundation and Movement Schools. It all comes back to their mission to love and value people. Learn more at movement.com faith. Movement Mortgage LLC supports equal housing opportunity, NMLS number 39179. For licensing information, please visit nmlsconsumeraccess.org. You're ready to purchase a home, but you've been sitting on the sidelines because the market is just too crazy. If only someone could make sense of it all. Hi, I'm Rob West. Well, there's no question that in times like these, you need all the good advice you can get. And we know just the guy to give you sound, practical, and spiritual advice for buying a home. He's Dale Vermillion, and he joins us today. Then it's on to your calls at 800-525-7000. That's 800-525-7000. This is Faith and Finance, biblical wisdom for your financial decisions. Well, we're delighted to have Dale Vermillion with us again today. Dale's the author of The Mortgage Maze, The Simple Truth About Financing Your Home. Dale, great to have you back. Rob, always great to be here with you. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Dale, uh, interest rates are always a huge factor when folks consider buying a home. Uh, We've seen major increases in the past year. Uh, What's the current trend there? You know, rates are still up. We're still seeing rates around 7%. Uh, What's been interesting, Rob, that in the 40 years I've been in this business, I've never seen before, is that typically when inflation drops, rates drop along with it because the bond market which drives interest rates on mortgages, uh, generally responds favorably. That mm. has not been the case for the last couple of months, as everybody yeah. noticed. And it's because we've had some other factors. You know, the Fitch downgrade um, was a big deal that, that really held back rates. The debt ceiling had an impact on that. We just keep seeing things coming up in the economy uh, that are changing that. The good news is it looks like we're going to be stopping with uh, the Fed rate increases. Now, those don't directly affect mortgage rates, but they do affect the overall economy, and eventually they will have an impact on mortgage interest rates. We think 2024 is going to be a much better year. Okay. Uh, what would your target be for 2024? How low do they go in your mind? You know, I just interviewed Doug Duncan, who's probably the top economist in the world on my uh, podcast, Betting a Thousand. Doug is just, he's the chief economist for Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. He really believes, and so do the other experts I've talked to, that we're going to be in the mid-fives to probably low sixes in 2024 with the possibility of maybe hitting low fives. We're not going to see those 2 and 3% rates anytime soon, but okay. 5% or 55 would be a big improvement. It sure would. All right, Dale, what about home values? Of course, we've had a lack of inventory keeping them propped up. Are prices moderating? You know, it's really interesting. The first half of this year, we actually saw a 10% increase from January through the end of May um, that looked like we were headed about a 10% increase in values this year. But as you know, 
Listing prices have started to drop on properties. That always is the leading indicator for values. And in June, we saw the lowest increase in 11 years. It was only 1.6% annualized. So we're probably going to be looking this year, by the end of the year, at 4 to 6% total appreciation for the year and flattening out in this fourth quarter, where we're probably not going to see much increase and even in some markets, see some decreases in property values. But certainly not a significant decline going on anywhere. I don't believe there's going to be a significant decline. This isn't 2008, 9, or 10. This is more driven by the economy. So I think we're going to see more just flattening values than a true large decline unless we have more major implications in the economy. So then in light of both of those things you just talked about, interest rates and home values, might this actually be a good time to buy a home, Dale? You know, believe it or not, this may be a great time to buy. And let me let me give you 10 reasons why, because most people think there's no way this is a good time to buy. You know, the single biggest reason, Rob, there's a lot less buyer competition right now because of these factors. You know, if you wait until rates go down, what's going to happen is tens of thousands are going to come back in the market. We've got the highest demand in history. It's going to be hard to find a house. We're going to start seeing those bidding wars again that we haven't really been seeing. And that's brought the value's down. We're seeing listing prices drop. That's helping. Um, There's better negotiating for buyers. One of the things that we've seen this year is over 40% of sales have included seller concessions. So you can Mm -hmm. get that now, which you could not get that before. And there's huge tax advantages right now because of the rates that actually offset some of your payment when you look at the tax benefits on the backside. Add all of those things up and actually, you might be better to buy to get into the house, have that rate for the next year or so, and when rates drop, refinance down, and you're really where you want to be and not fighting all the competition out there in the demand. Interesting and actually encouraging information, Dale, for folks who've been waiting on the sidelines to purchase a home. Perhaps now is the time. Dale, always great to have you, my friend. Thanks for stopping by. God bless you, my friend. Thanks for having me. That's Dale Vermillion, author of The Mortgage Maze, The Simple Truth About Financing Your Home. If you don't already have a copy, pick one up wherever you buy books. All right, your calls are next, 800-525-7000. I'm Rob West, and we'll be right back. We're grateful for support from Guidestone, whose diversified suite of investment solutions align with Christian values to create positive change in the world. More information is available at GuidestoneFunds.com. Investing involves risk, including potential loss of principal. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of Guidestone Funds before investing. They're distributed by Foresight Funds Distributors, LLC, which is not an advisory affiliate, a registered investment advisor, nor do they provide investment advice. Absolutely free. We know you've learned to be suspicious of those words, but really, you can get biblical financial wisdom delivered to your inbox each week absolutely free. Articles, videos, podcasts, and special offers on biblical resources. Nearly 60,000 people receive our free weekly wisdom email, and you can too. Create your free FaithFi account by going to faithfi.com and click sign up to begin receiving weekly wisdom in your inbox. Great to have you with us today on Faith and Finance. I'm Rob West, your host. It's time to take your calls and questions today on anything financial. 800-525-7000 is the number to call. We'd love to hear from you. Let's begin today in Missouri. Hi, Kathleen. You'll be our first caller. Go ahead. 
Hi, thank you for taking my call. Sure. I have two I have two IRA CDs coming due and I want to know do I have to transfer them into another IRA CD? Uh, you do not. So you have an option. Uh, it stays inside the IRA and you can choose any investment you want. So if you wanted to roll that over into another CD, you could certainly do that. Um, if you wanted to move it into something else, whether it's money market or even stocks and bonds, you'd have that option as well. Uh, the only thing you need to be aware of is whether or not there's an automatic renewal on that CD. Some of them will have those automatic renewals. So if you planned to do something different than rolling it over into another CD, I would let them know that you want it moved out of the CD into the money market, uh, and they'll have one available inside the account, and then you could redeploy those assets into whatever other investments you choose. So it has to be in the same bank within, I don't get it. No. It has to be in, I don't get it. Yeah, so it has to stay inside the IRA. That could be at the institution you're with now, or it could be somewhere else. If you wanted to move it, you could open an IRA wherever you wanted, Fidelity or Schwab or any mutual fund company or brokerage firm, uh, and then you would just transfer the assets from the existing IRA once that CD comes due, uh, move it into the money market, and then you transfer the assets over to the new IRA at that point. Um, so you would have to just choose. It really starts with what do you want to do with it from this point forward? Uh, do you want to go into another CD? Do you want to invest it? And then once you decide what investments you would like, you need to decide, do you want to deploy that with the current institution you're with or do you want to move it somewhere else? You have the flexibility to do all of that. Okay. Thank you. Does that make, I appreciate does that make that. sense? I think so. Okay. Very good. Thank you for calling today. 800-525-7000 is the number to call. We'd love to hear from you. Let's head right back to the phones to Western Pennsylvania. Hi, PJ. Thanks for your patience. Go ahead. I wanted to ask you, the only money I have in the world is the money I'll be getting from the house when I sell it. Yeah. And uh, I've been worried lately, man, with the banks, you know, the things that have been going on with them. Uh, and I wondered, is there anywhere else, um, if there's anything else, CDs or whatever, that I could have the money put into rather than a bank? Because I got to use the same money to buy another house, even though I'm old and I buy another house. Yeah. Um, yes. I mean, you could buy what are called brokered CDs through a brokerage firm if you felt better about that. Um, I'm not sure kind of what your primary concern is and whether that would alleviate it. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand there's some challenges in this country. I mean, we've got sky high inflation. We've got, uh, we're spending more than we earn. We've got, uh, massive debt levels. Um, so, I mean, there's some real uh, challenges. We've got an aging workforce and demographics are working against us and we're having less babies and not to mention there'd be 30,000 working adults right now that have been aborted and, you know, life is is far more important than the economic impact, but the economic impact is real. So, you know, I mean, we realize that's a, a factor here. So I understand there's some real challenges. What I would just tell you is that 
any confiscation of your money would have to involve, uh, you know, congressional leaders. And I think there's enough wisdom there uh, in in Washington with at least enough leaders that that would never happen, uh, at least in the foreseeable future. Um, you know, a central bank digital currency, maybe what you're hinting at here, that's years away, um, you know, and that's very unpopular among many congressional leaders. And it would take an act of, act of Congress for it to happen. Um, and, you know, I think despite our challenges, we're still the biggest, best, and strongest economy in the world. And uh, the U.S. dollar really doesn't have anywhere close to a rival um, anytime soon. So I think given all of those things, where would I put my money? I'd put it in the bank. And I believe the backing of the full faith and credit of the United States government is still better than anything else. Um, Whether it's a brokered CD or a tin can in your backyard, I'd rather be in the banks just given everything that I just shared. But give me your thoughts on that, PJ. Hey, and one other thing, if I may. Um, All right. uh, I heard one other thing, if I may. Sure. Uh, And thank you so much um, for that. That's interesting. And good to know. Um, I I saw these things where you could be your own bank on a on a new on a mortgage. I'm thinking about whenever I get another house, I, you know, I'll put this money, but I might have, you know, more money that I owe on it. I haven't found anything yet. But what about these things that say you can be your own mortgage somehow? Yeah, Uh, yeah. It's called infinite banking or bank on yourself. It's not a scam, but it it's you know the way it's sold feels like a scam. I'm not a fan. Uh, It's very complicated. It often involves uh, the use of a lot of debt, uh, in particular a home equity line of credit. You got to have a high cash, a lot of cash that you can flow through it. So usually it's high income earners. Usually it involves several thousands of dollars uh, in a software purchase up front just to manage it all. And anytime things get that complicated, whether that's using whole life or a HELOC, um, you know, I think, you know, I stay away just because, um, you know, if you can't, can't explain it, I wouldn't do it. That's just my, uh, thought on it. It's pretty complex. I like to keep things simple and keeping things simple means spend less than you earn, avoid debt, set long-term goals, have some margin in your financial life and give generously. PJ, thanks for your call today. Uh, quickly to, uh, North Carolina, Anna, you'll be our final caller. Go ahead. Uh, yes, Rob. Hope you're doing well today. I sure am. I've Thank you. I've got a question. Good. Um, I've got a brief question. Um, I've recently gone through a very difficult divorce, and my husband had kept me out of the finances. Um, I'm totally clueless about financial matters as such that you discussed, so I wanted to reach out to you. Where do I begin to try to secure my financial future? Do you have any um, professionals that you could lead me to in my area? I just yeah. kind of don't know where to begin and how to secure that future for myself. Yeah, let's do this first. I mean, of course, you could hire a certified kingdom advisor and you could find someone on our website who would help with financial planning and investments. But I think before that, I'd love to have, and and we'll make this our gift to you, Anna, I'd like to have uh, a certified Christian financial counselor. We have a number of them that we work with, uh, reach out to you and just help you get things in order, Uh, get a proper accounting of your assets and liabilities, help you figure out 
out what do you have? What do you owe? Um, how do you get that all in one place? And then what does your spending plan need to look like? And what's a system that works for you that will allow you to control the flow of money so that you know what's coming in, you know when the bills need to be paid, they all get paid, but you're doing it with a balanced budget, a spending plan that allows you not only to meet your fixed and discretionary expenses, but also to solve for those things that align with your values, those goals that you have, saving for the future and paying down debt and giving generously. So let's do this. You stay on the line. Our team is going to get your information. We're going to cover the cost to have a certified Christian financial counselor reach out to you, spend a few uh, sessions with you over the phone, and uh, get all of this set up. And it's just our way of saying we love you and we want to help you. Thanks for calling today. Hey, just after this break, we'll be back with a lot more of your calls and questions. Stay with us. This is Faith and Finance. As the leading advocate for the Christian financial industry, Kingdom Advisors serves the public by promoting the integration of a biblical worldview across every aspect of the financial services industry. And we serve a growing network of thousands of Christian financial professionals, equipping and empowering them to carry biblical financial wisdom to their clients, peers, and community. For more information, visit KingdomAdvisors.com. That's KingdomAdvisors.com. We are grateful for support from Praxis Mutual Funds. Praxis Mutual Funds has seven impact strategies that are designed to create positive real-world change. More information is available at PraxisMutualFunds.com. The fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses are contained in the prospectus and summary prospectus. This and other information is available at PraxisMutualFunds.com. Investments involve risk. Principal loss is possible. Foreside Fund Services, LLC. Welcome back to Faith and Finance. I'm Rob West. It's time to take your calls and questions today. 800-525-7000 is the number to call. Again, 800-525-7000. We'd love to hear from you today. Uh, By the way, you know, our role of stewards is a really big idea that we see in Scripture, and we need to take that very seriously as Uh, After all, we own nothing. It all belongs to God, and He gives us the resources we have to meet our needs, according to Philippians 4.19. Now, He may provide an abundance for us in a season, so we have to, or we have the ability to meet the needs of others, or He may allow us to experience lack often, so we might benefit from the generosity of fellow Christians. But the Bible makes it clear that Christians are not promised material wealth, neither financial abundance nor a lack thereof is any indication of an individual's faithfulness. On the contrary, God uses financial abundance as a tool to either refine us and reveal our faithfulness. Uh, What counts ultimately is what we do with the resources that have been entrusted to us. So whether you find yourself with a great abundance right now or you're in a season where you're lacking, God calls us to serve and glorify Him with everything that we have and to be found faithful as stewards. We want to help you do that on this program each day, and we'd love to hear your specific questions about your financial life so we can help you move forward with confidence. The number to call, 800-525-7000. Let's dive in. We'll head all the way out to Washington State. Lee, thank you for calling. Go right ahead. Hi. I have a will in place, but I was told 
to in order to avoid probate, I need a living trust. Is that true? It is true to avoid probate, although most states go through probate. And um, in, you know, that case, I don't know that there's a big problem with it. Um, Now, in Washington, there is, my understanding is there's a relatively high threshold for which estates must go through probate. Um, but typically what you would find is a will uh, allows you to exercise or, or name a personal representative that would essentially, at your death, um, facilitate the transfer of your assets and the settling of your estate by paying off debts through the probate court according to your wishes outlined in the will, the last will and testament. There are some costs involved. It is a part of the public record because it's going through probate, but it does allow you to name someone and it allows you to designate where you want your estate to go once uh, all of the bills and debts are settled. A living will does allow you to bypass that process. So you would uh, operate outside of the public record and the probate court. It would allow you to also express your wishes on how your estate is handled. The difference is not only is it anonymous and happening outside of probate, which can be a little more uh, efficient, certainly less costly at that point because there's no court costs, but also it allows you to uh, handle your estate uh, prior to your death if you're incapacitated or beyond your death if you wanted your um, estate to be passed according to certain events happening, uh, a minor child reaching adulthood or other factors that you would you know lay out in the living will. So there are some benefits to a living will, but it is more costly, whereas a typical um, last will and testament might um, you know, run you three to five hundred dollars. A living trust would run you fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars. So it really just comes down to what are you trying to accomplish, and which document or instrument is best for you to accomplish that. Okay. Well, thank you for your help. God bless you. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Arlie. We appreciate your call. Eight hundred five two five seven thousand is the number to call. It said, uh, "Well, we'll stay in Washington." Linda, go right ahead. Hi. See, I just heard the other day about Ron Blue's book about splitting hairs. And so the steps sound really good, but I'm just trying to figure out how to get advice or, or work through the part of splitting our inheritance in all the timely ways and, and with loving equalness, but maybe not just half and half or however it would go. Just so many questions are going through my mind of how to do it. We don't have a lot, but we'd yes. like to do it right before the Lord. Yeah, very good. Well, uh, first of all, I'd be happy to send you a copy of the book as our gift to you, uh, Linda. It's called Splitting Heirs, kind of a play on word there, H-E-I-R-S. Um, and we can put that in the mail to you. I'd start by reading it. That may answer your questions. Uh, beyond that, I would visit with a godly estate planning attorney, somebody who can not only uh, help you with the actual drafting of the documents, but they would also be able to ask you some of these key questions that Ron 
Sean has raised. Um, and if you don't have one, I'd go to our website, faithfi.com. That's faithfi.com. Uh, search for a certified kingdom advisor there in Washington, and then you can ask for a referral to a godly estate planning attorney. The combination of those two should give you everything you need. So you stay on the line, we'll get your information, and we'll put splitting errors in the mail to you. Thanks for your call. Quickly to Idaho. Paula, I've just got about a minute left. Go ahead. Okay, yes. Uh, I have a property and home that I purchased, and my son and daughter-in-law share it with me. But at the purchase, I put his name on it. Is that all I need to do, or do I need to make a will? You do need a will because you want the will would cover anything that doesn't have a beneficiary named or has shared ownership. Uh, and you will undoubtedly have things, and that's where a real a will comes in play. Now, one of the challenges you've got is you're going to be hurt, or he's going to be hurt from a tax standpoint based on the way you did this, because he's not going to inherit the property. Now, he may inherit the portion that you own if he only owns a percentage, but the portion that he received because you gifted it to him, um, you know, he's not going to get a stepped-up cost basis which just simply means that if he inherits it, um, then you know the cost basis would be stepped up from what you paid for it to the value as of the date of death. And then when he turns around and sells it, he gets, um, you know, he doesn't pay any capital gains if he does it right away. So that may be the only thing to consider. You could talk to your CPA or an estate planning attorney about that. One way to get around that would be if he gifted his portion back to you, so you're now a hundred percent owner. There's no tax implications for him gifting that as long as he just fills out a gift tax form and there's no tax on it. You're just notifying the IRS. And then if he inherits a hundred percent of the property at your death, now he gets us the stepped up basis. But uh, the bottom line is you do need a will just to cover anything that doesn't have a named beneficiary or joint ownership. And there will, of course, be some things. Thank you for your call, Paula. God bless you. That's going to do it for us, folks. Thank you to Amy, to Hera, Charles on his last day, and Robert. God bless you. Bye-bye. Faith and Finance is provided by FaithFi and listeners like you.